At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line on a Friday as we head into Halloween weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi getting ready to trick or treat over there in Jersey. What's happening, Michael? You know, I got a real problem, Patrick. I mean, trick-or-treating here on the East Coast is going to kick about 5 o'clock because it starts to get dark early. That's the middle of the game on Sunday. Like, I'm going to have to have somebody stationed down at my house. I'm not going down to hand out candy in the middle of all these games. Are you kidding me? What am I going to do, Patrick? <laughs> what are, what are the, thinking about that all week. What I'm are like the kids? A com- complete problem. What are the kids going? What's Dominic? What's Leo? What's the crew going as? I, you know, I, Lee, I know the King, uh, King Dominic, he's had a very difficult time today because Uh-oh. he refers to the Cardinals as the undefeated Cardinals. But as we learned last night, they are now our defeated Cardinals. So his mother told me this morning it was like telling him Christmas wasn't coming that they lost. But anyway, I think he's <laughs> going as Buzz Light years. His little brother's going to go as, uh, his little brother's going to go as uh, Woody. And the other two down in Carolina, I don't know what they're quite going to do. I, I have to, I, I think they're, you know, I, I get confused. They, they wear the <laughs> costumes all the time. <laughs> yes. But it's good. I it's understand. all good. Yeah, you're right, though. Sunday I'm evening. Going to, I, I'm going to, yeah. I, I, Sunday, I mean, what am I going to do? Hand out candy? I, I, I think I'm just going to leave the jar in front door and just take whatever the hell you want. Oh, you're going to go with the honor system. Why not? I mean, I can't be up and down like crazy. What I'm going to miss? I mean, I'm going to miss the, the Patriot games on at that. I mean, there's too many good games going on. No, I hear you. I, no, I, same same scenario. The Sunday, middle of the day, trick-or-treaters coming by. Well, that's for the late game. What what time do they usually trick-or-treat? 5.30, 6 o'clock-ish, somewhere in there? 
I think, you know, right at twilight, right? Don't they start going? And it gets been, it's been getting dark earlier here because when do we fall back? I mean, I don't even know the clock. I, I, I'm, I'm all messed up here. We have to, we're going to eventually have to change times here soon, right? It, so, we, we are. And, you know, it's funny. Vinny, on the way out, he was hanging out with Gil. He wanted me to tell you he's handing out parlay cards for Halloween. When the kids come around, he's going to be handing out <laughs> parlay cards and maybe a South Point pen to throw into the little yeah. <laughs> little bucket there as well. It. You know what? Start young. I mean, start young. You might as well. I mean, you can make some money off this thing. Look. Look at last night. I mean, look at last night. How about that game? All right. Let's How about delve. that game? Let's okay. delve in. Six let's and a half close let's, and 51. Let's discuss. Six and a half closer for Arizona. 51 as far as the total. Obviously, another under cash is that six straight on Thursday. But a 24-21 straight up winner. The game ended, obviously, with the pick six, essentially. But, excuse me, the pickoff in the end zone, essentially. But you, you, the game ended, and your first thought was What? You know why didn't Matt why didn't Matt Lafleur kick the field goal? Now I know all the analytical people say it doesn't matter if you're up by three or you're up by six, you get beat by a touchdown. I I think it does. You know it changes the mindset of the team you're playing, right? They they mm-hmm. now if once they get into field goal range, they get the game in overtime. You know, so I'm kicking three points there. I'm going to say okay, a touchdown beats me. I get it, but you're going to have to earn the touchdown. You know, and and he's sitting there saying, if I don't get it, they have the ball on the one yard line before the two minute warning, and they can drive it down the field. But you know, they only have to drive it sixty yards, and they're in field goal range. And and you know, they got a third and ten, and they get a twenty five yard in cut. Nobody's around them. I, my first reaction was, man, Lafleur was lucky in that one because as well as Green Bay played, Arizona was right there at the end with just a miscommunication on the in the end zone. They win the game. Yeah, you mentioned it. Goal line stand for the Cards. A little over three minutes left. They get the ball back on their own one or two there. Murray and the Cards. It was the one, right? Yeah, march it down 94 yards. They go the other way, and then the pick. And A.J. Green, I got a quote from Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw if Green knows what route to run. So I guess there was some question as to whether or not. (laughs) Yeah, that one I wrote down because it was uh, pretty pretty straightforward as far as what they said about A.J. Green there. Well, I mean, look, when he called the timeout with, what, 15 seconds left to go, he calls his final timeout with, with 21 seconds left to go. No, at 15 seconds, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It took, he wasted six seconds there. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, like, I think this is a little too close because, you, you again, divide six into the number, six into 20, you got three plays at least. But, you know, once he called that final timeout after the first and eight play, he's got to throw the ball in the end zone. Can't take a sack. Can't you know? Can't you got to throw the ball? There's two throws in the end zone. You got to throw it in the end zone, and you know I think that that and and if that happens, you always want to have a little bit of extra time for uh, you know if you get a penalty, and so you know I mean it was a safe throw. You think you throw in the fade or stop fade on the back, and you know look, it, it didn't happen. But more than anything, I think when you go over the game and you 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 look at it from thirty five thousand feet you realize how great Aaron Rodgers is, right? Yes. That as much as the line was six and a half and the Cardinals this and all that, you're betting against Aaron Rodgers. And you're betting against his ability to to make these plays and to, to basically, I mean, the throw to Cobb, the first touchdown throw to Cobb, did he have any choice but to catch it? No, no, no. I mean, it was unbelievable, right? Some of the throws he makes in the game, and even though he wasn't the instrument that drove the game, the running game was, he still was driving the game. 
A hundred percent. I credit the Packers defense. I think they did. This is a tape that I think most defensive coordinators should watch. They should study because what the Packers did to Murray is exactly what you must do to Murray. You must rush him and build the umbrella. And you've got to circle him in the pocket and say to him, look, you're going to have to be a pocket passer to beat us. You're going to, you can't see. We know you can't see. You're six feet tall. You can't see down the field. And we're not going to let you get out of the pocket. We're going to keep you in there. And when we do that, you know, we have a chance to limit the big plays. We have a chance to, to make you have to make these throws, and you'll make some inaccurate throws. And Murray does when, when it's just a pocket situation. He struggles. And I thought about you because what happened at the end of the game? He was limping off the field. He's never going to stay healthy. I mean, last year, the reason they no, fell apart I, in the second half is he got banged up. He was banged up last night walking off the field. I think you fade the Cardinals. I mean, look, I think we saw last night defensively, you know, they didn't have Watt in there. You know, the team, the, the, the Packers ran the ball effectively on them, 24 carries for 151 yards. I mean, Dylan, as much as I don't think Dylan's an explosive player, he's a power player. He was good. I mean, two of the critical plays in the game in the second quarter, they don't even block the guy, and Dylan gets the first down. Fourth and one, they don't block the guy. Fourth and, fourth and inches, they don't block the guy, and Aaron Jones makes a great run. I mean, think about it. I mean, there's some incredible individual talent effort on the Packers' front. Uh, Dylan, who I've crushed, was tremendous. It was a totally different gear to A.J. Dillon in that game. And Green Bay dominated on the ground, Michael. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, who was also the leading receiver in Jones. But they outrushed the Cardinals 151-74. to And then defensively, the Packers put constant pressure on Murray. I thought they blitzed a lot. I'll have to dig through the numbers a little bit more. But they sacked him twice. And they pressured him, and they got into his face. And they made him play big. They, they forced him. They said, hey, look, you're going to have to play big today. You're going to have to see over our big inside tackles. We're going to push those guards back. We're not going to take – we're not going on edges. We're not at the pool. We're not going to swim moves up the field. We're going to push those guards back. We're going to force you to play tall. We're going to force you to be more than a six-foot quarterback. And can you see it down the field? I think it was a great game plan by the Packers. I really do. And we've been very critical of their defense, but I think they played it extremely well. They court, This is an example, as us as fans, to watch the game and understand that how a front, a defensive front, when it's rushed the correct way, can affect a good quarterback. And they did that very well. Yeah, I, I wrote down the word ingenuity for Aaron Rodgers just because he did what he had to do. He was crafty. He's thrown to the wide he's thrown to the running backs. You mentioned Randall Cobb had no choice but to catch that ball. But it was there really is this presence and this feeling like he's conducting the whole entire thing. Like he's in complete control. He's at that place in his vocation where he's in complete control at all times. Yeah, and he raises the level of play of everyone. When Winfrey didn't catch that ball and the look he gave him. He basically, yeah. you know, you can't come back to the huddle without when disappoint him. You've got to be able to make a play like Rodgers when he ran that when he was supposed to run flat down the line and he and he takes it up the field and Rodgers there's a miscommunication. I mean, he just holds everyone accountable. And by holding everyone accountable, he allows them to have such great success. And he, you know, people say LaFleur had a great job coaching that game. Yeah, I, I think do you take Rodgers away from that team offensively, let's see how great of a job that is. They did a really good job of playing physical up front. My hat's off to the Packers. I thought it was a great effort. And I'll give LaFleur credit in this sense. They managed the game exactly the way we talked about. They had to control the football. They did 37 minutes of it, right? They had to keep the Cardinals off the field. They had to play effectively. They had to control the pace of the game. And if the game's in the 20s, we thought the Packers could win. 
So we can discuss how to handle these two teams betting-wise moving forward. You mentioned potentially fading the Cardinals. I was thinking about your cousin Vince because LaFleur is now 33-7 and through 40 regular season. Super Bowl era, as you saw, that's the best winning percentage. Uh, but LaFleur, uh, I thought offensively some crafty there was a play down at the goal line where it was just like it was a really well play I, I they I know some of the Packer fans on Twitter were bitching that they should have ran the ball more but I thought he called the, a good game I thought he did too I thought he called you know and some of those throws Rogers made out there where he's got two blockers and he's throwing the ball out in the flat and they're running it I mean it's just an outside run you know, it's a long handoff. I thought they did a nice job, and they controlled the pace. And, and notice how Rodgers took the play clock down as far as he did. Mm-hmm. Notice how he was trying to reduce the game. He did a really good job of pacing that game. And, you know, in the second half, there were no punts by either team. There were no punts by either team in the second half. So they were really able to control the pace of the game. And, you know, as well as they played, it took really a mistake by the Cardinals to, to lose the game. So next week, Green Bay heads to Kansas City. Arizona heads to San Francisco. Uh, interesting. So Cardinals, we got a minute. We'll come back and continue the conversation. But it's, it's a fade situation, as you mentioned. Hopkins is banged up. Hopkins played 12 snaps. So that's an issue. And then we yeah. saw Murray limping as well. Yeah, I mean, I think and their offensive line's a mess. I mean, the, the right guard got pushed back constantly. The center's not a very good. Maybe they'll get Hudson back. They need to get healthy. They need, And this 10 days off is going to help them. Okay, plenty to do as we're just getting started. A Halloween Friday here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We've got our buddy Wes Reynolds, Josh Applebaum coming up. We'll find out, project the Packers moving forward, how to bet them. Michael Lombardi here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. 
Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football season is here. It's time to download the BetMGM Sports app here in Nevada. And again, it's betmgm.com or download the app. It's very simple. You get in-game betting, boosted odds specials every day of the week and much more. Download the BetMGM app today or if you're in town, stop by the MGM properties here in Vegas and bring that state-issued ID. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. You got a problem? 1-800-522-4700. Okay, plenty to do. Wes and Josh are going to join Michael and myself coming up later in the show as we continue to recap 24-21 win. That was, this is an interesting stat from Matt Santos. The Packers are the third team in the Super Bowl era to win seven straight games in a season immediately following a 30-point loss. That really, it's been, that's been the interesting turnaround, though. The point differential wasn't what you looked at, and that's why I think you came up with your numbers yesterday. It's interesting. You went against your number and won one last night because you had Arizona as a prohibitive favorite. You go Green Bay and you pick up the win with Green Bay. But just their numbers weren't overwhelming. They were just getting the job done and winning games. Yeah, I, I think to me with Green Bay is, is you know, that number, whatever you have in the number, it, it goes back to what Vinny said a year ago almost every time we talk. You can't handicap Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's a, he's the deodorant to cover up all the numbers, right? Yeah. And so even though he leaves that game and you say, well, he didn't play great. You know, he only had 22 completions in the game. No, he played great. And he's the difference in the game. And, you know, and I think they tried to blitz him early. They tried to put some pressure on him because they didn't really respect the receivers. And he handled that, you know, the first. And then they kind of settled the game down, started to run the ball. They went more with Dylan in the backfield, kind of rotated it around. So, look. The one thing about Green Bay is they, they lure you into believing they're not very good when they only beat Washington by 10 or barely beat the Bears by 10. But when it matters the most, their best player plays best. You can't dismiss that. Even go back to the championship game. In spite of all the mistakes they made in that game, they still have a chance. They got first and goal with the eight because he's so great. He really is. And – it's interesting because his stats with Aaron Rodgers, he passed for 184, I believe it was, and a five average. If you told me he passed for 400 yards last night, I would believe you. He, you know what I mean? It, the stats are very misleading yeah. because he was just taking exactly what he was given. And long drives. It did seem like there was an impetus on holding the football, grinding out drives. There was a drive where they had a 14-play drive that took 823. That was, that was concerted. No doubt. I mean, look, they had, they had four... 10 or more play drives in the game. Yep. Four. 
That's interesting. You know, and so they, they were very effective, and, and they ate a lot of clock. And I did a Green Bay – I did a radio show uh, at 5 o'clock yesterday in Milwaukee, and, and the guy, the, the, the radio announcer on the show said, Rodgers is complaining about the teams hasn't really executed well. And I think, and I said to the guy, I said to the gentleman, I said, yeah, well, that's true. They haven't. You know, their rushes and completions were just around 45. You know, they need to get more better execution. They need to catch the ball with more regularity. They need to run the ball with more balance. They need to do these things. And yesterday they come out and they have a they have one of their best games in terms of rushes and completions, and, and they dominate the and not dominate the game, but they get 56 rushes and completions. And their execution allowed them to be in position to win the game, which they did. This is what this is never about. Look at rushes and completions to figure out who's going to win. It's about are you executing enough? It's the process, right? It determines the process. Is the process functioning well enough to think you can win? For all those people that believe the Jets can cover against the Bengals, and we'll talk about that in another segment. You got to remember the Jets with Zach Zach with Zach Wilson were the, are the worst team offensively in their execution. You're, you're asking a team with poor execution, minus Corey Davis, to now all of a sudden with a backup quarterback have better execution. It might work out. It might work out, but it might not. The chances are it probably won't. Murray, how would you discern the difference between Murray and Jackson at this point? Because I'm trying to think about him as the num- the running numbers really aren't there just statistically over the last few weeks. We saw the numbers completely dissipate towards the end of last year. It just does feel he's not as comfortable. He's got a great arm, but he's not as comfortable when he's locked in there in the pocket, Murray, moving forward. No, he, he he's not. I mean, he needs the beep-beep plays. Beep-beep. He <laughs> needs the beep-beep plays. He needs to be able to get out there and boom, boom and make some plays. And like he did, you know, the throw to Hopkins is just maybe one of the great throws you're going to see from a quarterback. Going to his left, launching the ball with precision, precision to Hopkins. You know, I thought he's throwing that ball out of bounds when he let it go, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And and it and it just drops right in at me. This is a kid that you know. But look, it's no different than anybody. There is a place in football for the little man. It's just not in front of the big man. And I think that when they pushed the Lowry was pushing the pocket back, and they were doing those things to make him have to see over the wall. It became it becomes a little bit of a problem. And, you know, if you're only going to run the ball 20 times in the game and you're going to put the ball in his hands all the time, you're going to get into some of that. You're going to get into some of that. And he had some errant throws, you know. And, and, and essentially the game comes down to, look, this is the most fascinating stat you're ever going to hear about a team. And this is why you have to really wonder whether it's going to turn. Going into that game last night, the Arizona Cardinals have forced 12 fumbles. They recovered eight of them. Their opponents have forced 13 fumbles. They've only recorded, they only got one of them. Fumble luck. Think fumble luck. Last night they didn't have fumble luck. You know, more lets that ball touch off his fingers. Why, I don't know. But that fumble they got, you know, that, that's the one fumble they got, they didn't get. You know, both teams fumbled twice, and the Packers were able to cover one of them. Yeah, as much as you preach turnovers, they can't consider it a constant and turnover differential. I think there was second or third coming into last night. But you, as you mentioned, that, turn, that fumble luck uh, often goes back to the mean. Um, it, the throw to Hopkins, just as an aside, 
I was still trying to figure out what happened there. That might have been the greatest. Did, did Hopkins set up the defensive back the way that he did that, where he, he pump faked early, I, I, and I, then it was a mind. It was almost like looking at a picture and waiting for it to come into clarity. You know what I mean? It was a great throw and a great catch, it was, but it was wild. It was wild. I mean, I, don't, I think he did that intentionally. I think this is how smart this guy is. And I think if you're going to talk about Hopkins, and if you're a scout or you're a football evaluator, the number one trait Hopkins has is his ability to play at full speed with balance. Hmm. He is always in balance, and I think that play is a perfect example of his ability to play with great balance. And what he did on that play, I mean, you know, the poor Stokes, you know, I, I, I mean, he got duped. He made him squat, and then he did, accelerated with a bad hamstring. Just he played total of 13 snaps but you mentioned the 61 yard pass that he some people are made into wide receivers he literally was just born to play the position like everything about his balance and, and, and his hands and it's awesome and he's always covered but yet he always comes yeah, down he with always the ball catches the ball that was back in college too at Clemson i mean he's got good speed I mean, but he, it's not crazy <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it's, it's that ability. It's like A.J. Brown. He doesn't run away from anybody, but he always catches the ball. You know, we make so much about that vertical outside threat, and certainly we need it. You need it in the game. But that ability to play the game with balance, the ability to have un unbelievable eye-hand control, the ability to go up and get all the 50-50 balls, because he gets them all. Let's transition and talk about the game you just mentioned. I find this game with Cincinnati and the Jets fascinating because the Jets, they've been underdogs all year. They're one in five ATS. Their cover margin is the worst in the NFL, almost minus 10, which means they're even underperforming what the bookmakers are throwing up there. And here comes Cincinnati, who's ascending. We know this. But the number at 10 and a half, are we getting to a point where we're going to be forced to bet the Jets? Well, I mean, look, I think this by, uh, I think the Jets are a team that when you watch them, you know, uh, you know, when you watch them this year, uh, you're looking for the improvement. Are we getting better on offense? Are, what is our identity on offense? Are we making any strides? A and it's hard to find it. It really is. And frankly, you know, they're not, they played better on defense the last three weeks, the, the beginning of the season, than they have yes. the last two weeks. Yes. I mean, bef, bef, Atlanta converted 64% of their third downs against them. And then the Patriots were at 58.3. I mean, they just, you know, the, now, mostly coming back, I think, really helps the Jets. He'll help their defense quite a bit. And I do think the Jets, in this game particularly, with their defensive front, which is the strength of their defense, can cause some problems to Burrow. But can they cover them? And can they score any points? I mean, Mike White's going to play. And, and the strength of the Bengals for all the hoopla about Chase, which he's great, and Burrow, which he's great, the defense has played really well. Okay, it's up to 10.5. We're going to continue with this conversation. I want to see what Michael's number is on the Jets hosting the Bengals. The Bengals, what's fascinating, I was digging into their defense, whether it's yards per play allowed, their fourth, yards per attempt allowed, their fourth, sixth in yards per rush allowed. I mean, the defense has been the big difference. As you mentioned, Burrow and Chase, okay, have fun with that. The difference for Cincinnati, Michael, has been the defense this year. Third road game in a row, 1-2. Okay, we'll come Third back and continue. I want to get Michael's number. Ten and a half right now in Jersey. What's Michael Lombardi got? We'll find out. Coming up next here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. 
Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you can make this football season your best sports betting season ever. It's simple. Just go to vcin.com slash subscribe. So you can start a free trial right now if you're dubious. You won't be after the free trial. You get 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits, which is brand new. It's all there for 22 bucks a month. It's a great deal. It's a side hustle. vcin.com slash subscribe as we get you back here on the Lombardi line. Head into, we'll be here on Halloween. Halloween's Sunday, right, Michael? So we'll be here yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Um, we will be. Are you going to dress up for Sunday show? What's going on? I don't think I will, Patrick. I don't, I don't have a costume. <laughs> I feel, I, I yeah. hear you. I, no, I hear you. Now, are you handing uh, out I mean, the big bars? you handing out the holiday. Uh, you going to hand out the I'll big bars the or spirit. what? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's no doubt, you know. There's no doubt. You can't go small. You either go big or stay home. I mean, you got to get those big bars. When I was a fact, when I was here in, in Ocean City, Halloween, I hit those. Anybody hand out big bars, I was hitting them twice. You know, <laughs> circle a block, come back and come again. There was always. Don't be giving out no apples. Don't the, be giving. Don't out be no giving apples out. Either. There was like, a lady I, I, that like gave out apples and or pennies, and I'm like, shorty. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm on. not investing here. I'm trying to get some. Uh, I'm got a sweet tooth. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I need some sugar, baby. Yeah, like <laughs> let's go. You know what's interesting about. Because I get a sense, obviously, with the Jets and the Bengals. What's interesting about it is you, it seems like you're in a bit of a conundrum because you've got your numbers, but then you really yeah. are philosophically and organizationally down on the Jets right now. That has to have an impact on you when you're making up your number and capping this Jets team because it's woeful right you, now. You, you know, the, my number is strictly without any bias in it. It's just strictly based on their performance of the season, based on what I believe are the key indicators would determine the outcome of games. And my number for this game is 14.4. And the Jets have every mm. week have gotten lower and lower in my, in my rankings. And the lines at, what, I think it's 11. It's gone to 10.5. It may go up to 11. You know, I, do I think the Bengals are, you know, do I think the Bengals are, yeah, I think the Bengals are a really good team. I think they've played well the last few weeks. I think they've done a really nice job of improving their, you know, their offense, the way they make big plays. And they're difficult to tackle when they get the ball in their hands. But, you know, this is a team that struggled to beat Jacksonville at home. We've seen the Jets win against the Tennessee Titans, who weren't playing well at the time and had a bunch of COVID factors going into that game. So it's understandable. But to me, the third road game is what bothers me, you know, and the maturity of the Bengals more than anything. You know, success is the martini in the NFL. It, it can cause you to believe you're better than you are. And when you're a young team with a young coach who's never had any success, you know, are they going to have attention to detail? And then the other team is really, you know, already New York has had enough of Salah. The honeymoon's over in New York with Robert Salai. Yes. And even Joe Douglas, who's almost untouchable. Joe, Joe, you know, Joe Douglas has replaced John Gotti as the Teflon Don. I mean, he is untouchable. You can't say a bad word about Joe Douglas. <laughs> you know, even though you look at his drafts, they haven't been very good. But he's the, he is the Teflon Don. And I think that now there's starting to be a little bit of heat. There's percolation going on because this is not just bad. It's historically bad. I mean, 20 points in the first half, right? You know, you played a team the second time and you gave up 54 points when, you know, everybody thought when you play a team within the division, you're going to get better. It wasn't even a game. It wasn't even a game. And so for me, I, I just think to me there's and, – and, and when that happens in a locker room, you kind of get a lot of people's attention and maybe some focus. Today we find out Corey Davis probably isn't going to play one of their receivers. They don't like Mims. They don't play Mims. 
teams have called to try to trade for Denzel Mims. They won't trade him, but they don't play him. So I, I don't know what to make of it all, you know. And I, I, I you know, Mike Lafleur, the offensive coordinator, to me hasn't demonstrated he has any understanding of how to set up a game plan and attack the opponent. Mike. And I think this is, and when you go to your when you go to your coordinator's page, the coordinator for the Bengals, Lou, versus the versus Lafleur, you got to favor Lou. Mike LaFleur, in this instance, also known as Sammy the Bull Gravano. The, his, offenses, <laughs> his offenses, the Jets have been, and you've harped on this, because generally, you're gonna, it's not necessarily a script all the time, but generally you're going to feel pretty confident with that first set. They've been outscored 44 to nothing, the Jets. So if you're a quarter better, bet the, I'll get the number for the first quarter with the Bengals. But this, is, this could be a quick knockout punch. I mean, Mike White's under center. The Bengals... Last week, a lot of people expected a slip-up. Betters expected a slip-up in Detroit, and they dominated. No, they did. They dominated. They came out. Well, they opened up in Detroit last two weeks ago. They, you know, everybody thought they would slip up in Detroit. Oh, excuse me, And they weeks. didn't. Yep. They dominated 34-11. to 11, And then they come back and score 41 on Baltimore. That's right. You know, and, you know, they've been really good. I mean, the last two weeks, they've scored 75 points. Now, Detroit's not a great defense. Baltimore's, that's, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. But how are they going to create plays? I mean, I think the Bengals, if the Bengals play to their level of play, you know, you, do you feel good about laying the 10.5? Probably not uh, to, to, the, to a team. But, you know, in this case, would I do it? I mean, Burrow's averaging 9 to a cat up the throw. He's incredible. And they're only incredible. giving up 6.6 6. 6 yards per attempt. I mean, this, this secondary has played really well for them. So I, I don't like the matchup, particularly with Mike White, a quarterback, a kid who's never really played. You know, you're going to go in there with him. You know, he's going to be backed up by Josh Johnson, who's been on almost every team in the league. Flacco couldn't even report. Can you imagine he gave up an asset to bring a guy you had on your team back last year? Think about that. When Yeah, I mean, but, but you don't touch him. You can't touch Doug. He's a Teflon Don. <laughs> What what was the uh, conceptually? What were they trying to accomplish with their quarterback situation coming into the year? Like now you're just I mean, real, like, you're writing your wrongs. I mean, like seriously, you got no backup quarterback. You knew it before you even drafted the guy, right? You got no backup quarter. You have no veteran quarterback on your roster. You know you're drafting Zach Wilson, the second pick overall in the draft. You know you have no quarterback. And so you're going to go with Mike White, and then they had the kid he drafted in the in the fourth round from Florida Atlantic that you know he he drafted uh, a couple years ago, who's not even on their practice squad. Uh, let me see if he is on their practice squad. I'll look here. Uh, nope, he's not even on their practice squad, Patrick. I mean, you go through his drafts now. I mean, go through some of these. Well, drafts. Denzel Mims is. Like, I mean, the Mims pick. This how he's not an integral piece. It's not like they have talent outside. Obviously, they gave the big ticket to Corey Davis. Other than that, I mean, to, for Mims, who I believe was a top sixty pick, to, for him not to be getting action is just unbelievable. By him, I mean it's almost like it's almost like there's a disconnect between the staff and him on him. You know, and and I think that really when you look at it, uh, you know, when you look at this thing, I mean, like what his first, I think his first draft was, his first draft was uh, 2019. 19. That was Mims. Was he took Mims in the second round in his first draft. Yeah. Remember, he took, didn't he? he yeah, he took Mims second. Who did he take first that year? 
It wasn't Becton, was it? Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams. Williams that's right. The, the kid out of draft. Alabama, which was a no-brainer. I mean, he's. But I think there. I think this was a draft. I think this was a draft. I, no, I think I think his first draft was twenty. So he didn't take Mims. I think his first. I don't think he took. Okay. No, Mims went in twenty. I think. I'm, I'm going to get it right here. We're going to get. Uh, darn it, we're going to get it right. I think <laughs> Mims went. Right. He went in 19. No, you're right. Mims went in 20. He did take. He did take Mims. I know Do- Joe Douglas. That took was because I saw. Draft. I saw Douglas that, talking Mims. He took Becton and then he took Mims. That's right. That was his first draft. Yes. Becton and Mims. He didn't take Quinn and Williams. And Quinn and Williams. Fifty nine. He, he can't get credit for Quinn and Williams. Qu- <laughs> right. Quinton Williams was you know and so yeah I mean look that you know he's got he's got. The Becton, who's who's not been able to play, you know, and then in, you know, and he hasn't been able to take it. And the quarterback he took in that, I want to see it right here, James Morgan from Florida International, mm-hmm. never played, never played, He's never played. The swing and whisk, not even on the practice squad, not even, not even hanging around. Yeah, Becton, obviously potential, but injured. And then Mims, here it is, uh, 59th, yeah, just round two, 59, 2020. That's his first draft. That's a that's a swing and miss right now. Yeah. It's, it seems like there isn't coordination with the coaches. Like, how is Mims not m- more of a part of this? I mean, you draft Mims so you don't have to give Corey Davis all of the money. You know what I mean? Like that you draft right. a kid I mean, second. And then, but then you come back and draft Elijah Moore in the second round right. too, right? So you draft Elijah Moore in the second round. You know, like what are we doing here? You know, I, and look, maybe Elijah Moore will turn out to be really good, but, you know, look, they draft the Ogago uh, kid from uh, USC, the tackle. He hasn't played for him. You know, we, we, we haven't seen this. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Mims, then he went to that Aston Davis kid. He got, oh, my God, they got praise for picking him. All the draft Knicks loved him, right? You know, that was, oh, my God, what a great pick. But you can't find any players in this. They're not getting any production from his first draft. The bloom is off the slide. And then last year, it's last year it's Wilson Tucker, who's a good you know maybe Moore will be a good player. But I mean, this is the thing that's fascinating to me is the Jets and the and the Patriots. There's the distance between the two, yet there shouldn't be. Well, the mismatch when the the Jets traveled up to New England was embarrassing in every way. And Lafleur, you could just tell there is no rhythm to that offense. And didn't you tell me he's like best friends with Salah, so that's why he was hired? That's going to be awkward. In the wedding, off- oh, they were best men in both wedding, in both weddings, back and forth. It's going to be awkward because he absolutely has to fire him after this season. We come back with Wes Reynolds coming up next here. Oh, we got Ben Fox. I got to read Ben Fox's tweet okay. when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, become a weekend warrior at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It's the free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. So what you're going to do is go to BetMGM.com, simply log into your account, and find the king of the weekend contest in your promotion section. It's very easy. And once you do, pick the six teams you think are going to score the most points from the selected games. 1000 bucks goes to the top entry each week. If you guess all six right in order, you could win $50,000. Plus, they have a bunch of free bets and hundreds and prizes on the side as well. So again, King of the Weekend over at BetMGM. BetMGM.com, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, our buddy Wes is going to join, but Michael, you wanted to touch on a tweet from our very own Ben Fox. Yeah, I mean, Ben Fox had tweeted out the last time the Bengals had been a double-digit favorite, you'd have to go back to 1982. 1982. Now, they had some really good teams in 84 and 85. The Boomer team, Eddie Brown. I mean, those, the 87, they went to the Super Bowl in 80, Collinsworth. And, uh, 88. 88. I mean, they were good. This is the first time they've been a double. I, that's the only thing that worries me about this. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be on them in Survivor, which makes sense. I don't, I don't think it's a bad play. I think it's going to be a nervous play. But to me, how does teams handle success? It's the hardest thing in sports to really get uh, your hands around because you read about how good you are. You read your press clippings. You can't get your team to focus. And then when you're playing against a team that's not very good, that you think you're just going to show up and lay down and they're going to lay down for you, especially one that's been embarrassed the week before, that's always a challenge. I think the Eagle game versus Detroit. Detroit, you know, Detroit's one of those teams that, you know, they're going to play. But I think when they played the Bengals, they thought they were going to win that game. And they kind of almost, not that they laid down, but they almost thought that it was going to come to them because they're playing at home. This is the mindset of these games. It also plays a factor into what you're doing in the handicap. 
Well, let's bring in our buddy Wes Reynolds, who does a great job for us. Of course, long shots, the green zone for seven straight hours on Sunday. He's there here on Saturday as well. VEASAN host Wes Reynolds. Why don't we start there, Wes? I know it's not on your list here, but 10.5 with the Bengals on the road there in Jersey. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and Patrick, to Michael's point, I could probably only play the Jets in the points here because, look, uh, even though that game turned into a blowout, I didn't think Mike White was that out of sync necessarily in the second half. That game just got out of hand, and we know Bill Belichick doesn't mind uh, doesn't mind beating the Jets by a pretty good margin. Uh, those uh, those scars run deep, apparently. But nevertheless, I think you got such disparate results from last week in terms of the Jets being blown out by 40 in Foxborough. And then, of course, Cincinnati, I thought, got Baltimore on a really good spot. And I want to credit James Salinas, our colleague at Visa, and kind of put me on to Cincinnati. Baltimore had played so many high-leverage games in a row. They had, you know, had the comeback against Kansas City, had the comeback against Indianapolis, had the 66-yard record-breaking field goal to beat Detroit, beat a den undefeated Denver team, then beat a Charger team who everybody in the media was kind of crowning for that week. And eventually that Baltimore team was going to kind of run out of gas. And I think you saw it, at least in the short term, against the Cincinnati team that was kind of like in a show-me spot, like, okay, we got to show we're for real and that we're not a paper tiger. So you had a very focused Bengal team. But to Michael's point, how do they handle success? Now there's expectations that this team is not used to having. Yeah, and, and and now it's not as so much about winning as is we as betters are, are they're going to have to dominate the game. They're going to have to win by ten. They're going to have to play one of their better games for you to cover this line. And you know, and and there is a ton of money here. I mean, this is not what what Josh Applebaum would call a hazmat suit game because this is one of those games where even though the Jets only have fifteen percent of the tickets that are being written up, they control forty six percent of the money. 46% of the money, and they only in 15% of the tickets. So there's a lot of people betting the Jets here. Absolutely. I'm just curious, Wes, before we get to your picks, what did you take away from Green Bay, the 24-21 win in Arizona last night? You know, I have to give Green Bay at least some respect for going and beating an undefeated team on the road on a short week, but you still look at their numbers. They only average 4.7 yards a play. It's not like they dominated. They won on turnovers, you know, the Rondale Moore muff punt. And then, of course, the interception at the end where A.J. Green doesn't turn around and he's looking at the scoreboard to see where Kyler is going. And then he doesn't turn around for the ball. And it's an interception late when at least Arizona would have had a field goal in their pocket to tie the game. So, look, Green Bay you know, I'm going to sound like Randy Jackson as a judge on American Idol. They're kind of I for me. You know, I don't think that they're great. I don't think that they're maybe as good as their record would indicate, but I think the betters are going to see, hey, this team's won six games in a row and also covered six games in a row. When I'm looking ahead to next week for week nine, and obviously you got to wait and see what Kansas City does on Monday night against the Giants, I would be wanting to take Kansas City on a buy low spot here because I think Green Bay is going to be very much inflated and priced at the top of the market, and it's like a stock market. You don't want to buy a stock at a 52-week high, and I think that's what you're going to be getting with Green Bay next week. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't disagree with you, but with that guy playing quarterback, it's buyer beware. It's buyer beware. 
because he has a unique ability to make these plays and against a bad Kansas City defense. And if he gets Devontae Adams back and Lassard back, they'll have a hard time slowing him up. Mm, well put. Okay, dog, we're going to continue with the theme of Mr. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, teaser. So this is also a good opportunity as far as timing is concerned because your tease with the Colts and Vikings, these numbers have adjusted. But why don't walk us through these, Wes? Yeah, and I'll start with Tennessee and Indianapolis. And even though that line, and, and I'm not in a practice of recommending that people take worse numbers, I don't care what they are, whether they're key numbers or not, but – I do think that this is the right spot for Indianapolis because if you look at that injury report, it's the best-looking injury report they have had since training camp. And we can go back through the summer when we're all previewing these different divisions in the NFL, and Tennessee and Indianapolis were basically a coin flip in the AFC South. Might have been five or ten cents of separation, but... This was before Carson Wentz got hurt and had to have surgery. Quentin Nelson had to have foot surgery. So this was before those injuries. And then, of course, Tennessee becomes the consensus favorite in the AFC South. And now they start out 5-2. and two, And you get a Tennessee team that all of a sudden has won two straight games as a home underdog. They beat the teams in the AFC championship game. They beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. And then they came in early in the week as a road favorite, and that's where I played the Colts on a teaser, also played them plus the uh, point and a half. Now, of course, the Colts are laying two and a half, but I think you've got a Colts team that we kind of anticipated was going to really slow down or really start slowly at the beginning of the season. Now they've got the good part of the schedule. They get Tennessee, then they get Jacksonville, then they get the Jets. So, look, they should win these three games at home and be able to be 6-4, and and then all of a sudden, okay, you're a factor in the playoff chase and in the division race. So, I, I do like what I'm seeing out of Indianapolis. All of a sudden, we're seeing Carson Wentz play some of the best football he's played since 2017. So I think this is a really good spot for Indy. And then with Minnesota, I even liked it when Dak wasn't playing. And now I think you've seen the adjustment that the market and the odds makers clearly don't expect Dak to play. This was moved on air and not necessarily on action. So it's at three right now. You may get a trickle once Dak might be officially announced out. But I don't think very much more. I think it's already priced in. But I would be curious to get Michael's thoughts on this because he's been around these organizations. When you're playing well... Unless you have a laundry list of injuries, when you're playing well, the last thing that you want is a bye week. You want to keep that momentum going. You don't want to stop playing when all of a sudden you've won five in a row and you've covered every game so far this year. So I kind of thought this was going to be a difficult spot for Dallas anyway, with or without Dak. Well, I think this, you know, I, I talked to someone in Dallas today, uh, reliably reported to me that Dak hasn't taken one single snap with the offense all week. And he had a he, he did a lot yesterday, and today it was reported he had a setback. I don't think Dak is going to play. I think it's pretty clear why this line moved. I agree. You know, I agree with you with what you said. But had Dak had a play, you know, if if, if he throws that pass in the New England game incomplete, Dak probably wouldn't have been able to finish that game. Nobody would have been able to play if they didn't have the bye. So that's problematic. I do think this is not is going to be a Dakless game. I'm concerned about the Colts' run defense. They gave up 180 yards against the Titans the last time they played them. The Titans turned the ball over three times in the game and still dominated the game. This is what worries me. But, and I agree with you, Wes, completely, this is a different, different Colt team the last four weeks. There's no doubt. They should have beaten Baltimore. 
They should have beaten Baltimore. They're better on offense, and Wentz is playing much better. He is, I'm trying to think of, uh, he's our Ruben Stoddard? I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody that was on the show. Um, <laughs> we got to keep a theme going. By the way, I well, got one. <laughs> I don't have the legs to be Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah, I, I was staying away from that. Um, maybe Ruben's not a great comparison either. One, two, three, four. I got five plays in college, but to find them, you got to go sign up for the email over at vsan.com slash subscribe. So Wes has got, he's great with the college football. Make sure you check it out. Wes, thank you, buddy, and good luck. Thanks, fellas. Have a Thanks, good weekend. Wes. Okay, there he goes. We continue with, I can't go for that. No can do. Little John Oates next here. No Lombardi do. line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.